it almost also comes down to like a maturity thing. Like there must be something in that person that you respect so much Mm -hmm. that you would be willing to look past all of the differences and still count them as somebody that you trust and support and care for and love in a more like platonic way. Mm -hmm. A thousand percent. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to the episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. Happy Monday. Welcome back for another episode. So there's one thing that I've been really wanting to tell you about that's been like going on recently. And I think it just like started this week. And I feel like you'd get a kick out of this. So obviously, you know that, you know, the actors and writers here in LA, like they're all on strike right now. And like Mm -hmm. we stand in solidarity with them. We are... Um, obviously supporting them in this effort and in this strike, but it's been going on for so long now that um, people are having to like either move back home, um, downgrade a lot of stuff, get, get outside jobs or like other temporary jobs in order to support themselves money-wise and stuff. And then on top of that, the um, coalitions and the funds that a lot of these, um, that both the guilds have is running low on money, which was like support money that they were giving to um, writers or actors like in need of like, you know, just be able to like get by and everything. So they've been trying to think of new ways to like fundraise for like more money for these. And SAG has come up with a, um, it's the Union Solidarity Coalition um, eBay auction. And some of the stuff I, I I have you have not seen this, so I wanted to read you some of the things that you oh god can <laughs> bid um, to get because some of them I feel like you if you could if you had the money you might jump on it like you could get a Zoom with the cast of New Girl. Uh, you want to know how much it's going for right now? Though? Oh my what? It's going for three thousand two hundred dollars right now. Not um, me over here, like, hmm. <laughs> Adam Scott from Parks and Rec. Um, mm-hmm. He could walk your dog for an hour. LA-based dogs only. Um, oh, dang. <laughs> $2,000 right now. <laughs> oh, my. This but is there hilarious. Have been, there have been some that have just been, like, absolutely hysterical, like that one. Um, Bob Odenkirk and David Cross um, will join you for dinner. That one, Bob Odin, Christian Better Call Saul, if you don't know. Um, uh, and then David Cross, he's uh, the dean and she's the man, though. Welcome to Illyria. Yes, welcome. welcome, 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 welcome. Oh. The man's been to other things, but, like, that's what I know him for. That's, like, currently $8,200. Uh, did you watch Manifest? Imagine, imagine like, <laughs> Yes, I watched Manifest. Of uh, okay, so you could. Uh, this is a ch- you could buy before this one. You could zoom with the stars, Josh Dallas and Melissa Ru- um, Melissa for five hundred dollars. Oh my gosh, I can afford that one. That's, a, <laughs> that's like a low end Eras tour ticket. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could get a signed copy of the Daisy Jones and the Six Aurora vinyl signed by Daily Cano herself for. $760. When I first checked, it was only $99, but it's only going to keep going up because, like, you know, it's it's not like it's buy bidding. now. Yeah, like, it's, yeah, it's bid. Yeah. So Oof. you can get um, a blue apron signed by uh, Jeremy Allen White and AO and more from the bear. Uh, that is currently $2,050. <laughs> I'm just going back to the the dinner. Imagine being like a single person that just like spends eighty two hundred dollars on dinner. <laughs> bitch, if you don't think I had the money, if I wouldn't do that, I'd be like, this is about to be. This is about to be the most iconic moment iconic of my entire existence. Dinner, like I am about to like. We're gonna go to Craig's on Melrose. We're gonna have a good time. We're gonna laugh. It's gonna be funny. It's gonna be a <laughs> we're great time. Laugh. <laughs> I will buy, like, hell, I'll buy you, I'll buy your dinner. Let's just add it on to the dollars <laughs> like, Yeah, let's just go ahead. Just, just add just it on. Just add it to my tab. It's fine. Um, you could take a pottery class with Busy Phillips in New York City um, for two for two thousand eight hundred dollars. 
See, okay, here's the here's my thing. I want to get to the level of this fame where I can like be like, you know what? I'm gonna put myself on eBay, and if you know for a good cause, and if you want to come, like you know, uh, go get coffee and like shop with me. Four thousand dollars to the strike. Like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to be that cool. I want to be that cool person. That's like, yeah. Let's go do whatever. Yeah. Let's go axe Lena, throwing. Lena Dunham <laughs> will paint a mural in your home. <laughs> For $3,000? Oh, my. I would, I would, it would have to be my forever home. I would never move. <laughs> Jonathan Lithgow will do a watercolor portrait of your dog. <laughs> that is $4,000. I'm just picturing, like, when this actually occurs. Like, I hope people show us. Natasha Leon will help you solve the New York Times Sunday crossword for $3,000. Over a nice pot of coffee. <laughs> Honestly, if, if there was one that was Chris Pine will spill all of the drama on the Don't Worry Darling set over a glass of wine, I would drain my bank account for that. I would support you. I would I would support you in that decision. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would be, I mean, like. I wouldn't financially support you, but I would emotionally support you. Emotionally. Because I'd be like, okay, just let's get a glass of wine. Let's go get a charcuterie board at Melanie Wine Bar. Let's sit down. Let's chat. I want to know the tea. What was going on behind the scenes? And then I'm also on dinner at getting wine with Chris Pine. Like, Oh, my God. Iconic. I wonder so, if more people will add to this auction. I think they should. I think it's genius. I think it is a genius way to raise money. And it's also people have been making memes out of it, too. But I, I think it's been really, really... Uh, been really cool like maggie gyllenhaal 20 minutes and 20 questions with her uh, that's so fun yeah so i yeah there's a what's another one zoom with barry jenkins and um, nicholas Bertel, uh who worked on moonlight and so many other films that i'm obsessed with that was one that i loved and you also get a signed copy of the vinyls from those films and the scripts and stuff i was like that one's was it 1500 I would be tempted, but I cannot financially support that. But I just thought it was really interesting um, to see it's so funny. what people were offering up. And it's just different and unique. And whoever goes on that dinner with Bob Odenkirk and David Cross, it's currently $9,000, mind you. That is the current bid is $9,000. And there's only seven days left on this. So by the time this episode goes up, you can still bid. There'll be a link in the show notes for you. There'll be a link. <laughs> go go put your bids in. Don't and be if, the last one to bid if you can't follow through. <laughs> and if one of the gals wins that dinner with David Cross and Bob Odenkirk, we're you gonna, have to, We're going to interview you on the podcast. Yes, you, you will therefore win a guest episode on the Gals Guide podcast. Because I need to know all of the discussions that were. I need to know everything. (laughs) I want to know what their order was. I want to know what their drink is. Where did you go? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what did they tell you? What did you discuss? Yeah. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) That is so fun. I'm so glad that you brought awareness um, to this because I had no idea. And I very much support this. (laughs) Yeah. If you have a chance to go explore and, like, um, just, like, look through it, I highly recommend uh, so yeah, but what have you like been currently obsessed with lately? What has been your captivation? Mm, I think I'm gonna have to go be basic and say guts by Olivia Rodrigo. Thank you. That was also <laughs> gonna be mine. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Okay. Well, what's your favorite song? We'll go from there. We we're like linked up. We did Starbucks last week. Uh, favorite song? Love is embarrassing. Mm. Mm, I knew that was going to be yours. <laughs> when I heard it, I was like, oh, this is an Emily. Mm-hmm. Mine's making the bed. Are we surprised? <laughs> <laughs> Are we even a little bit surprised? Um, it is. I feel as though she spoke to my soul. <laughs> but I will say also, um, just after this week, the grudge been a really. Oh, the grudge is really good. Been a really like. Key one for me lately. Um, so <laughs> I, yes. I I really like everything that's on this album. I, I I love the direction she went in with it. That she leaned into more of that like brutal deja vu, um, grungy kind of uh, aspect of it. And 
I I think it's definitely a solid sophomore album for her. Oh, one thousand percent. But I'm gonna need everybody to like take back take it back a few steps and like get off her back about sound songs sounding oh my god like other songs because I'm getting so frustrated because we do all know that there's like barely any chords in music right all of the songs are the same chord progressions like there are so many songs you can layer on top of each other and if we sat there and did that with every single artist I'm I'm sure you could find a song that sounds similar so I just need everybody to take a chill pill and let this girl live her damn life and write some good songs okay that are is my soapbox. Are you referring to everybody saying that um, All American Bitch sounded like um, Star All Over by Miley? Yes. But like when I listened to it the first time without hearing that TikTok that was made, I would not have thought of that song. Like someone mm-hmm. had to sit there and be like, what does this remind me of? What is this? And like, it, like, but that's the thing. When you hear people but do also mashups, at the same time- that's, we wouldn't have mashups. We wouldn't have DJs that could mash songs together if they didn't sound somewhat similar. At the and same also, time, like when I hear when I hear um, start, "Start All Over," I hear um, "Get Back" by Demi Lovato. Mm-hmm. And the verses, see, see and that yeah. and that's how DJs come up with mashups. Like it doesn't matter as long as you're not like stealing somebody's stuff without their permission. I just think that they've given her a hard time, and I just want her to be able to enjoy her album. <laughs> yeah, and especially I would like her to enjoy the album specifically because, from the interview that my uh, that we did with her at my job, like that particular song was one that she was the, one of the most excited for was "All American I Bitch." I know, and then I was literally I remember you saying that she said that, and then when all of that came out about like them trying to say it sounded exactly like Miley's song, I was like. Let this girl love this song, please. (laughs) But anyways, that's my soapbox. I just, I I think she is very, very talented. Um, And she's so like, she's just so like cute. Like, I just love her. I definitely feel like Jamie Lee Curtis and Freaky Friday whenever I listen to her music. Like, you know how it's like the youths. Um, And I'm like 30 years old. I'm like, yeah, 20 year old, like Olivia Rodrigo. She's definitely like the little sister, uh, like in music. And so I've been calling her little sis, like on, um, also because she said that we were um, spiritually connected. So um, I mean, she thinks, I mean, if Olivia Rodrigo thinks that I'm spiritually her bigger sister, then like I am all for that. Well, and now she's going on tour, which I'm not even going to take, I'm not even going to try. Like I'm so over the music ticket I'm buying also would process. feel like so elder at oh. her concert. It's definitely like I love her, but it's definitely not one I would like break my back to get tickets to. But no. also I'm so fed up with trying to buy concert tickets that I'm just like done. I am done. I'm tired of the queues. I'm tired of the pre-sales. It is ridiculous that it is 2023 and I cannot get a concert ticket to anywhere without it being hundreds of thousands of dollars. And I'm done with it. I'm over it. I don't know See, what happened after COVID. I think it was TikTok. I think TikTok was like, hey, here's all these artists. You should be cool and go to this concert. <laughs> and then all these people go and they don't know any of the songs. And can you tell that I'm irritated? I've been thinking about this a lot. <laughs> Meanwhile, I found the cheat code and I just got a job in music. <laughs> got a job in radio and literally, I cheated my system. <laughs> literally. I'm just like, hmm, why am I 25,000 in a queue? See, my thing is, I just. Let's go I, back to waiting in lines outside the venues, okay? I. It's not the cues that are bothering me. It is. I need all the artists to slow the fuck down. There's too many tours going on right now and my wallet can't keep up and i, need I know to- everyone's trying to make up for the lost time i it's know not, i get the it queue doesn't bother me it's the price tag the pr- like when you go and like actually it's when you go get in and then the tickets just like they you have them and then they're gone it's the well, like see- speed it's the speed of like being able like and i couldn't even click i was trying to get zach bryan tickets this is why i'm fed up for to surprise my husband for our anniversary because he loves zach bryan and i i was like it was my own fault because I was two minutes late to the freaking pre-sale link. <laughs> and then I like tried to click on two tickets and then they just kept disappearing. Like they, like I couldn't even add them to the cart. Like I was so frustrated. See, so that's not the issue for me either. The issue for me is the Ticketmaster having the demand influx pricing. Yes. Um, because the tickets, the seats that I had for Jonas Brothers, we paid about 300 or so for them. I think 350 
Uh, and then like a couple days before, these were not resale tickets. These were tickets Ticketmaster still had available to sell. There was like one on the floor that was like only 195 And it was like on the floor. We were not on the floor. We were in very, very close to the floor. You like, were very, I was going to say, yeah, you were pretty close. We were fifth row from in like the lower bowl. But like, I was like, yeah, that is the influx demand pricing that yeah. I don't it's really, like. It's really frustrating. I'm going to look for Zach Brown. I'm going to look like around the around the dates. I mean, it's a literal year away. I've yeah. got time. <laughs> time to buy some tickets. And I'm, but I was not willing to like the cheapest ones on there were like 500. And I was like, I, I was like, I'm not willing to pay that for for him for a couple hours of some songs that I could listen to in my car while I'm driving, like wherever else for $500. Mm-hmm. So I was, I, anyways, I was curious what your thoughts were on rant. it. Well, I was curious what your thoughts were on it as a musician. Like, well, I just, I think it's, I think the demand influx like price thing is very, very, very frustrating because I think that musicians try really hard to make their concerts something that the majority can come to instead of the people that have like a ton of money. Mm -hmm. And like, so I think they try their best to keep prices reasonable. I mean, yes, I think concerts are one of those more like, you know, you pay a little bit more to go do the event, but it's like going, you know, it's like going on a boat like for a day, like renting a boat and doing something like it's, it's one of those like activities that like, I think you should spend a little bit more money on Mm -hmm. to support them. But also it's frustrating when you're, when you're, you're an artist and you're like, okay, like 150 is my max price or, you know, whatever they set it at. And then you hear people spent like $800 on one ticket. Like that's not, that's never, at least for me, that would never be my goal. Yeah, my goal, my goal in touring wouldn't be to make money. And I think I really, I love Miley Cyrus because she was talking about how, um, I think it was her, was it her bangers? I think it was her bangers tour where she wanted it, wanted to do it. Was it bangers? One of her tours, she wanted to do it a certain way and she didn't profit at zero, any dollars, like nothing. She mm-hmm. paid for everything because she mm-hmm. wanted it to be a certain way because she wanted to provide an experience. And I think that's what musicians should want if they don't mm-hmm. already. So mm-hmm. I, I think it is so frustrating. Um, yeah, I, do, I really do. Because it's like but, that one time you get to connect with your fans and then if they can't even come or if you've got like freaking empty seats, that's the other thing is like all these people that want to come see you and then like scalpers have bought up tickets and then they never get sold and you have a bunch of empty seats where there could be a fan that like really wants to be there. I Mm -hmm. think that's also really discouraging as an artist. What I think also is, I think a lot of people don't realize is they're like, well, why can't like, why do we have to use Ticketmaster? Like, why can't we sell like with access or like, you know, others, other websites and everything? Cause live nation is also owned by Ticketmaster. So you can't include live nation in that, but like access is not. And I don't think a lot of people realize that a lot of these venues are owned by Ticketmaster now. Like Ticketmaster has bought like a revenue in that or has made a signed an exclusive contract some, like with yeah, these I venues. Gonna, yeah, I was going to say some where, sort of contract or something. Yeah, to where you can only, use, like, it doesn't matter who the artist is. Like, if you're selling events for this arena, like, it has to be through Ticketmaster. And I think Maggie Rogers did a great job with her recent tour. She made it to where none of the venues had an exclusive contract with Ticketmaster. I have bought tickets. Mm-hmm. Like, I saw her at the Hollywood Bowl. I have bought tickets yes. for the Hollywood Bowl through Ticketmaster, but uh, Hollywood Bowl does not have an exclusive contract uh, with Ticketmaster. So uh, it, I was, we were able to get tickets through Access. Uh, so I think, yeah, it's just more artists have to be like that and go out of their way to do that. Is it convenient for fans? No, because that does exclude a ton of venues, especially in like um, smaller parts of the country. But mm-hmm. um, it is a way that I think artists would be able to um, make a difference in some way in, within how touring works. Yeah, well, because I was going to say, like, Maggie, like, she's coming to North Carolina, but she's not playing in the two cities where most people play, which is Raleigh and Charlotte. She's playing mm-hmm. in Wilmington and Asheville. And so I thought that was also really interesting and nice because it gives other people in this state, like, the opportunity to go somewhere that's closer to them. Mm-hmm. Um Makes it more inconvenient for, like, me. <laughs> but Asheville's yeah. not that far. 
um, or Wilmington would be fine too. But, um, but again, I think that that's really cool that she did that. And I could tell that there, I was like, there's something different about her tour this time because she wasn't playing in those like well-known tour places in our state. So I think that's really cool. Um, And like she promoted, I know with that tour, when the tickets went on sale, the pre-sale was at the venue where you had to go to the venue. And she went to the Hollywood Bowl sale uh, where people were lining up outside the Hollywood Bowl to get those tickets. But, and I understand like that that is a thing too, but we also, it does inconvenience everybody who has a nine to five job and can't oh, just yeah, take I the def- day off. I definitely yeah. would not be able to do that. Yeah. I used to, when I was young, I used to have my mom go wait. Oh, <laughs> my, my mom, parents, I remember when I went to the first Star Wars wait. concert, mm-hmm. the first oh, yeah, Star Wars same. concert I went, they went to Lowe's Foods, the grocery store, and got tickets. My mom tickets. went and got like wristbands. It was either like, she had to go get wristbands and then you had to go like back or like, there was something, I mean, she literally spent hours getting us tickets to the Jonas Brothers. I was like, why did we go to a grocery store to get tickets? <laughs> I'm so confused as to how that process worked. It was just because they had a computer, but we had know. a computer. So I don't, cause I was at high school. So make that make sense mm, as to why know. we couldn't get, the, I don't know how that works. Fascinating. I don't, I don't know. I feel like I can't remember all of the details of like, nope, growing up. And I'm like, I know we went, but I don't know how we got there. <laughs> I remember going to a concert in high school and still needing MapQuest to get me there. Printing out the lyrics. Uh, p- printing out the lyrics. Oh, my God. Printing out the directions. And then one time I remember so vividly, I printed out the directions, you know, to there twice by accident instead of printing back the well, like you reverse. Just reverse it. So we had to reverse it. And I was like, I am so stressed out because I was like being I was like in the front front seat. And I was like, I think I don't know. So stressed, like, like could so not make it work. That's why in my you brain. get stressed out with a GPS, like, it's going crazy. There's yes, the trauma. I am like, like, oh yeah, the map quest days when I was in charge of like, or like if we missed a turn, I would have to be like, um, we were supposed to take that. Exit. Oh no, I vividly remember <laughs> skipping class one day to go to a Mitchell Musso concert. <laughs> not you going to see Mitchell Musso? That's oh yeah, hilarious. in high school. In high school. Full blown in high school, skipped class with my mom and one of my friends to go to a Mitchell Musso concert in Charlotte, and we map quest the directions, and I missed the exit. I, so, oh, and it's so hard to get turned around. Oh, we had, had to, to go, go over back. to CVS and ask somebody for right, directions. Like you either have to ask for directions, or you have to like go backwards so that you can make like you have to get off of that exit. Mm-hmm. My mom was committed when it came to taking me to concerts. I want to preface so that. So was my mom. I will say. I will say we had good moms. We had good concert moms. And I will, even though my mom did look at me like I was fucking insane when I was crying to a little bit longer um, during the George Bros concert. Um, she's like, "Why is this girl crying? He has diabetes. He doesn't have cancer." But we all thought it was cancer. Uh, we all thought he was dying. Like and he then, was dying. So I, after just going to the George Bros concert recently, listening to <laughs> one going as an adult. Like I mean, I've, this is like the fourth time I've seen them. So like it was great. But, like, we actually listened to the lyrics of a little bit longer. And just hearing Nick say, um, but you don't know what you got till it's gone. I'm like, this man's talking about sugar. <laughs> like, this man. Well, remember when we thought our friend was going to die, too? And remember, remember when our friend's, like, insulin pump battery, like, died and we thought she was going to die? <laughs> yes, because Nick of, Jonas because Nick Jonas, like. He, misinformation like, traumatized us a little bit literally give us fake news we thought that she was gonna die she's like i'm fine like, we were like do we need to get i was like do i need to get you like a candy bar or like a coke <laughs> yeah this oh, man, man yeah man i'm no. so excited to see them we go in like 16 days the show is so amazing excited. the show is great um i was at the show where he addressed the sophie turner divorce rumors um so Fun. I immediately texted everybody in my phone. Um, was that the one where he was like, if it doesn't come from these lips? Don't believe it. Don't yeah. believe it. Yeah. <laughs> Liked that. Uh, I mean, it was also singing some of those songs with too much emotion. I was like, oh. you relate into... Um, these a little too much. <laughs> uh, shelf a little bit too much right now. Oh, <laughs> you, poor buddy. Much better is hitting too hard <laughs> again. Same with what did I do to your heart? I was like, these I've lyrics... Been, I've been listening to the like... Jonas Brothers setlist playlist that's oh, on we Spotify. Got teased <laughs> so much because they started playing before the storm, 
and we see you somebody like, walking on the side of the stage, and I shit you not, me and Hillary grab hands. We're like, is that Miley Cyrus? Is that Miley? No, it's just their fucking guitarist. <laughs> like, oh, that we were sucks. so pissed. We because we're like, if this is the show, they they this bring out Miley for Before the Storm. It's the LA show. Yeah. Um, no, we did get Big Rob and Red Dress though. So yeah, there you go. I do love Big Rob. Yeah. So yeah, um, I guess that'll be my captivation since you took Olivia. It'll be the Jonas Brothers concert. And sorry, I took Olivia from you. Yeah, but. it's okay. If you have a chance to go, if you have a chance to buy tickets to the Jonas Brothers in concert, highly recommend. One of the best shows I've been to in a while, and I think is also because I went with a huge group of friends. So that mm-hmm. was also like really fun as well too. We made it like a whole experience and thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I would yeah, it would definitely be the Jonas Brothers the tour. So we have a really cool episode for you guys today. We are doing another solo episode. We know that you gals love it when we do these. And we are so excited to talk to you gals today about exes. It's a topic that you guys love hearing from us. We have a ton of other episodes about exes, like getting back with your ex, why they come back, uh, dealing with your partner's ex. You can check those all out on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts. And while you're there, hit subscribe. Leave us a nice little review. It really does help us out. And you can also get more content from us on Instagram at the Gals Guide Pod, our TikTok at the Gals Guide, or on our personal socials at Emily Elise or at Hannah Adams Miller. And we're going to do a couple of ad reads really quickly, and then we're going to jump into today's episode. So I'm not going to lie, Olivia Rodrigo might have been the inspiration for this episode. <laughs> I want to get him back. I want to make him really just But I want to talk girl. about being friends with an ex because we Ooh. always talk about like getting your ex back. I mean, we've talked about that a ton. You have experience in that. You married your ex. Here we are. I want to talk about like that whole... I feel like a lot of people want to be friends with their ex, but they don't know why. You wanted to be friends with your ex, not the one you're married to, your ex before him. You wanted Mm -hmm. to be friends with him after you broke up. And I was so vehemently against it. And then... And I am as well now, too. (laughs) (laughs) Specifically for him. Yes. I, But I am currently friends with one of my exes. It's like the... I I am friendly with one of my other exes, but... This is the only ex I'm actually friends with. I feel like it is so dependent on the ex because and time. like and time. Because if it ends rocky, obviously, like there's no shot in the dark. Like we're we're probably not we're probably not gonna be friends. But also like I feel like it, it almost also comes down to like a maturity thing. Like there must be something in that person that y- you respect so much mm-hmm. that you would be willing to look past all of the differences and still count them as somebody that you trust and support and care for and love in a more like platonic way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I feel like as we get older, like things just don't, they just don't matter as much. Like the things that we used to freak out about with like exes in the past, like they just like now it's like, that's so petty. Like that just doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I think for a lot of it, I, I think a lot of people, and, and I say this because this is a reflection that I've recently done, they want to stay friends with the ex because there's still, like, that void that they're, like, temporarily feel it, like, filling in for until they find a new partner. It's that companionship and still a way that, you know, once you, they get with, like, a new girlfriend or a new boyfriend that they are... 1000% probably not going to talk to you anymore. It's like just a set feeling that, um, that gap. But I know for me, so like the actor, for example, he is the one that I have stayed friends with. And I, I think the reason is because we both really admire each other in our professional lives. I admire him as an actor. He admires me as a director and writer. And we enjoy working together that it we want to preserve that part of our friendship relationship um, the best that we can. 
it was not easy. It's still not easy. Um, because there is a part of us, especially when we're both single, to just comfortably drift back into that. And, you know, I'm not going to deny it. I'm not going to lie. Even if he hears this, the man has Riz. <laughs> He's a very charismatic person. <laughs> you have met him. You know this to be mm-hmm. true, that he, mm-hmm. he's got Riz. He's, he's got Riz. And so it is very much, at first, it, having to, like, set very firm boundaries that, like, we cannot talk. Like, we can't be around each other, like, in these certain situations or, you know, because it is, like, too much of a temptation. But, you know, as we've gotten older, there's been more time and everything. We're able to be more mature about it. And, like, I feel like I can go and be alone in his apartment and it's not going to end up and, like, us, like, ripping our clothes off or anything like that. You know, like, it's 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 more mature uh, everything now. And it, that just came with time and also age, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's – so there, I think there's a fine line between – not really a fine line – but there is a line in between wanting to go and support an ex, like in their show on Broadway, because you support them as a friend, and then there's exes where you want to get a restraining order against them. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> we all have that one. <laughs> here's one really cool way to know if an ex doesn't want to be friends with you um, if they block you on everything. That's one way to know for sure that they don't want anything to do with you. Um, I didn't know if anybody who's listening to this needs that reminder, uh, but there is that reminder for you that uh, they probably want nothing to do with you ever again in their life. And uh, it's really good not to contact people who have blocked you or else they can get restraining orders against you. This has been a PSA. This is now turned into how to get this a restraining order 101. 101. <laughs> like, this, is now, this is now a podcast for restraining orders. If you need if you need help, let a girl know. Um, <laughs> I will find a lawyer, and we will bring them on the podcast. I'm not and joking. <laughs> we will have this. Uh, we will have that episode. Don't you worry. Because no, I'm sure there's yeah. a, I'm sure there's a gal out there that's like I need to know this actually. Yes, actually, how do I do this? <laughs> no, but question. So, remind the gals you were friends with the actor prior to. No, actually, you were not. Okay. So that is the fascinating thing. So, okay, so there was a guy I have dated before. I think that helps sometimes. Well, I think it's it's a hit or miss. It is a hit or miss, I think, because I have dated a guy before who we were best friends first. We dated, and then we broke up. We did not become friendly with each other. I want to say until about like three years later. I was going to say it was a long time. We're not friends. I would say like, I mean, we don't live in the same city at all. We don't ever text or anything like that. But like if I ran into him like at a restaurant or something or out and about, like I I would I would engage in conversation with him. Like I'm not going to go out of my way to avoid him at all. I would like talk to him. We would like catch up and everything. Um, but we're not like buddy buddy. Whereas me and the actor like. I mean, like, I literally texted him the other day. Like, we are friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were not friends from the beginning. I did want to have a professional relationship with him because I did think that he was an amazing actor. I saw him work. I saw him act and everything. He then approached me. We flirted. We dated and everything. But uh, one reason was because we just, we wanted, every time that we, like, it was off and on or anything like that, the core of it all was this sucks we like it was almost like i want to relate it to like aiden and carrie uh, in sex in the city if like you know that relationship at all um because it's like there we know that there is something there that there is chemistry there but in this lifetime that's never it's probably never going to work out for us but we still respect each other so much and have so much care for the other person that we don't want to not have that person in our life. So mm-hmm. that's when we have that friendship. But, I mean, it takes a lot of maturity. And here's a way I think I know. This is how you know you are, you are ready to be friends with an ex is if you can stomach seeing them happy with another person. Yeah. The first time we tried to be in friends, that sucked majorly. Yeah. 
is also mm-hmm. the same time that uh, Olivia Rodrigo's Sour came out. So I was Listen, we were thriving. feeling sour. Thriving. Now Y'all sp- remember now that we're era. Our gu- now we're spilling our guts. It's fine. <laughs> it was season one of this. Po- it was it season one or season two? It was season two. Season of this, two, I think. It was season Maybe. two of this podcast. Y'all remember that well. Um, but <laughs> I, I will say this second time around because there was a. We don't know what happened. Something happened in between that and now where there was a potential like reconnection and now we're on the other side of that and we're friends again where it's definitely different because it was a more this time it's been a more finite like yeah we are not trying the romantic thing anymore um but we don't want to lose the other person because we were have so much respect for each other and because I generally like and do like do enjoy working with him and with a lot of stuff that's been happening this year in my life I do find a lot of safety with him mm-hmm. and that is not a feeling that I feel with a lot of people and where I want to immediately confide in them and just tell them everything and like run yeah. to them and tell them a lot of news like I have friends that I can do that with but I I, they're not the first person I want to tell news to. They're not the first person I want to go to with something that's happened into my life. There's only like a select few people that are like that. Um, right. And he has earned that position. And I mean, if we think about it, I've known him for going on almost four years now. That's true. So. Well, and that that's what... So I'm glad you cleared that up because I have this inkling that like it's almost easier to be friends with someone that you weren't friends with prior to dating because I feel like there's such that fear of like we're going to ruin the friendship we're going to ruin the friendship that you Mm -hmm. almost like manifest that into happening and then you're Mm -hmm. you're not able to recover from like there's been so much damage not only in a relationship but also in like a very very like close friend of yours and almost that like I don't know I feel like from for me that feels like it would be worse and Instead of like when, and I also think, like you said, I think it really just circles back to maturity because at this point in our lives, like our relationships are different and they look different and they feel different. And so when, when they end, you still have a level of respect. And I think that's why so many people that like we've talked about in a couple episodes, like that get married, get divorced and have like children in the mix, they're still able to respect each other enough to be good co-parents. And I think that that, that is where that maturity lies in that. Like, yes, we may not like agree to things. Yes. We may not still be in love, but we still care for each other and we care for, you know, how this, how this goes, we're going to have to see each other. And I just think that like, we are getting to the age where we're, we just have to swallow our own pride and like, be mature about situations and like, but I also think that I personally feel like I'm learning to look at situations through different lenses. And I feel like that that's just the nature of growing and maturing and, you know, really settling into who, who I want to be and how I want to look at, you know, like the outlook of all of these situations and how I want to move forward. And, um, well, I think it's also, it goes into a lot of how you end it as well too, because I think, and I'm going to keep using the actor as an example. Um, I do, I, and I told you this earlier. I don't... We had a lot of disagreements. I, I want to preface that. We had a... There was a lot of disagreements. And I think that he was very dumb in very certain situations. I'm not afraid to tell him that to his face either. Probably have told him that to his face. Mm-hmm. Um, that he is dumb. And I just sum it up to he's just Ken. Um, he... He's- just Ken. <laughs> He's just Ken. He is not a villain, though. He is not a terrible guy. Um, he has issues. We all have issues. I have issues. He has issues. But that's what makes it incompatible. Their chemistry is undeniable, but the compatibility is not there. And when we ended it, he was very adamant about wanting a closure conversation. And that's not something that he was just doing with me. That's something he does in every relationship. I've known that for a while because I've seen him in other relationships where he likes to have that closure conversation. Not immediately, months later, but he wants to have that closure conversation. And I think that that's great because then you just air out all your grievances and then it allows you to kind of move forward so you're not just harboring any, like, bad feelings for each other. You're airing out, like, I think anything that went wrong. And... If you're both in a healthy, like, mindset, I think that's how those divorces, like, 
how they work out to where mm-hmm. you're able to be co-parents is because you've had those conversations. You both can see both sides of the story. And that's something that I've, I feel like I've got, I mean, I think you know that for a fact that I've, I do that all the time. Anytime I'm like questioning my feelings, I'm like, well, the, like in his defense and their defense and it, I you're know, just you're I'm like what no <laughs> I'm thinking about you <laughs> and I'm like but I, I it's that Libra moon it's that know, Libra it really moon is. I see both sides you do I see both sides you do and I it takes a lot for me sometimes to justify my side because I can understand their side as well and give more validation right. to my side and my feelings um but I think then a way it also helps me being able to understand like, okay, this is somebody that I should keep in my life. This is somebody I should be friends with. But I also want to go back to that. I, I don't think that you, that being friends beforehand automatically set you up for disaster because I mean, we, we, we also did just talk about going from friends to dating like a couple weeks ago. Like if you listen to that episode, I'm not setting y'all, we're not trying to set you guys up like for, um, disaster or anything. Oh no, definitely not. But, um, I, I think if you're both in a mature, like mindset, you'll know that that how important that friendship was because obviously you guys were friends to begin with. Like you understand that core found, you had that foundation, I would hope, and at least for me, if I was to date, because I haven't in a very long time gone from friends to dating, I would hope that when we do that, if I was to do that with somebody, that we would remind ourselves, we would go back to that and remind ourselves, like, that is the foundation of this is, of what this relationship is, and not want to ruin that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's, I think for some people, it can be an anchor in a way. That's um, true. Because um, it's like, well, we've already done this. We already know how to be friends. We didn't know how to date each other. I think it's sometimes can be harder when you've gone from dating. You're like, okay, we weren't friends before. I don't need. And I definitely have had that mindset when I was younger of like, um, I don't need you in my life. I was fine before you. I'll be fine after you. Like, we weren't friends before. Like, that whole strangers to lovers to enemies mindset that Renee Rapp has. And I don't think that that always has to be true. Now, I'm not saying that that is always going to go over well in your coming relationships that you being friends with an ex is going to go well with your next partner. Um, yeah. Julia Michaels doesn't think so. <laughs> want to live in a world where all your exes are dead. Because I have thought about that. I was just aware if I was dating somebody and they're like, Oh, I don't like that. You're friends with one of your exes. I would probably be like, yeah, fair. <laughs> I mean, fair. Yeah. But like I, there also it's like, I feel like sometimes like for me, it'd be like, I feel like you don't trust me. Mm-hmm. And you have to. If it's that big of a deal, we'll have a conversation about it. But I, in general, I don't like it when someone tells me who I can and can't be friends with. Oh, yeah. No. I, um, I, it makes me want to be friends with them even more. Yes. 1,000%. 1,000%. But I think if you were in that place where you're thinking, okay, I really want to be friends with my ex, I think it's important to kind of analyze, especially if you weren't friends before, why you want to be friends with your ex. Um, and I think I wrote some down. I, I think sometimes people try to be friends with an ex to validate that they were a good person and mm. that they didn't make a bad decision. It's almost like a cushion to a blow in a way. Um, and I think it makes it harder to move on when you do that. And I think you're just like, I just want to make sure, like, they're fine, like, they're okay. And mm-hmm. you have to give that, I think that time apart in between the breakup and then having that friendship is the most vital thing. I think that is the key to all of it. If you don't have that time and you don't have that space and allow each other to move on, it's never going to be a solid foundation for a friendship. Um, I think a lot of people also think that they're, you know, a great friend then that person will come around and come back to them and it'll work out. And I can tell you from experience, that's not how that works. Um, I tried it. It doesn't yeah. work like that. Um, cause that was initially the whole reason as to, I think why me and the actor were friends first was that just maybe he'll come back kind of thing. But, um, it, you, you, that's not how that works. And if that's the only reason you're being friends with somebody, it's giving like a false pretense uh, in a way to that relationship. And I think that you kind of just, 
have to let them go. And that's why I go back to if you can't stomach to see them in a new relationship, you're not ready to be friends mm-hmm. with them. Because if, and I have often said before, you can only be friends with somebody if you never loved each other or you're both still in love with each other. And I don't agree with that um, anymore because I will always care for the actor. I will always have feelings. Like, well, there was always part of me that will always care about him and like platonically love him in a way. Um, but I will always want him to be happy. I want, I don't want him to like be in a new relationship and like have any bitter feelings or jealousy towards that. Um, I, I, like, I don't wish any ill upon that, um, Mm -hmm. upon him. Um, yeah. And I think if you, if you go into it with the, like, you're setting the intention of like, oh, like we're going to get back together. Like you're just going to continually be disappointed. Yeah. Like just it's one thing after heart- another. Fastest way to heartbreak. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You're like setting, you're setting, you're setting your own self up for failure <laughs> because that's just not, that's not a good way to go into trying to become friends with your ex. Yeah. I think, you know, also some people try to stay friends because they have mutual friends sometimes. Mm. You not know. worth it. <laughs> it's not worth it. I think a true friend will <laughs> that understand. Is not a good, that is not a good enough reason, okay? <laughs> I, think the, I think a true friend will understand that your heart comes first and that you need time away. You need some space mm-hmm. to mend it and not be around that friend group. I think any sane person would understand that. Um, and I think that in these are moments where I think you need to put yourself first and then once you do that and allow yourself to move on, then the friend group can probably go back to normal. It will never be normal, normal. But if you give it time and you give it, I'm talking years. I'm not talking months. I'm talking years. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be cool because this is not, we're not Ross and Rachel over here. This is not friends. Like it's <laughs> not, that's a TV show. Okay. It's, it's not that easy. Trust me. I, again, I'm seeing you from experience. I've tried. Um <laughs> And I, I know it's bitter because you're thinking, well, like, if we're all both all going to Jackie's party, like, it's not fair that I had to stay home. You don't have to skip Jackie's party. Go to Jackie's party. Have a great time. But know when you should leave. Know if you're going just to please your friends or because you're hoping that maybe you'll run into your ex. Um, also, like... Get new friends, loser. <laughs> but that's what I was gonna say. A... If your friends try to make, if your friends try to make you choose between them and your ex because they're friends with them too, like you need new friends. <laughs> we're getting, we're getting new mm-hmm. friends. <laughs> you can also hang out with them separately from your ex. One thousand percent. You don't have to always. And if like... they pick, if they pick a side, they're not your real friend. <laughs> and if you okay, and if you are really a better friend with Jackie, then your ex is, then your ex should understand that you get the party, they get football with Dalton um, the next weekend. <laughs> like, I don't know. Jackie and Dalton. <laughs> that is the most, like, white suburban like couple right there. They dri- Jackie and Dalton. They drive a <laughs> Chrysler Dodge, like, van. <laughs> Party on Saturday, football on Sunday. Like, let's go. <laughs> um, I think. No. But yeah, I'll. And I've seen sense. you do this. I've seen oh, you no. do this, where you oh, give no. sympathy. Oh, no. It's just like they're going through a hard time. I hurt them, and I need to heal them. That's not your yeah, responsibility be- anymore. Yeah, be- because I'm the, always the one, the breaker upper. <laughs> it's not your responsibility so, anymore. It's, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's, it's like Taylor Swift says in closure, like staying friends would iron it out so nice. Guilty, guilty, reaching out across the sea. Like you're trying to smooth out any guilt that you have by being friends with them. Oh, 1000%. When mm-hmm. I broke up with my ex, I like heard through the grapevine that his grandpa wasn't doing well and I was super close with his grandpa. And so I texted him randomly to ask like how things, like if he was okay and how things were. And he ignored that and told me that I still owed him money for a concert that me and my friend went to with the tickets that he bought. <laughs> so that's don't 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 try to don't try to fix things because you're gonna and end so up you paying got a free concert if you didn't reach gonna, out. You're gonna end up paying somebody back for concert tickets. <laughs> could have had a free concert because I'm sure co- he probably forgot about it until you could have gone to Luke Combs for free. Did not go to Luke Combs mm. for free. 
Mm. You did that to yourself. You I did. Yourself. I did. I did. So, so learn from my mistakes. Don't reach out unless unless it's time. It was definitely not time. It was like a month after I broke yeah, up. Yeah. No. I'm, t- I'm talking years. Yeah, yeah. Literal years. Um. Unless you have a lot of distance in between you, like me and the actor do, where mm-hmm. we're on the opposite sides mm-hmm. of the country. Makes it think- moving on a lot easier when you can't see them every day. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And I think it's really important too, like if you're considering this, like making sure you pick an ex that is appropriate to be a friend with. And don't pick the ones that traumatized you yeah. or were narcissistic or yeah. any of those things. Like yeah. making sure that you're you're making a healthy decision and um not doing something that's going to harm you in the future. Or them. <laughs> or them. Or them. Because <laughs> your message could be triggering. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this has been another PSA announcement. <laughs> another PSA. Listen, we're full of them today. We're full of them. The more you know. <laughs> da, 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 da. Da, da, da. Ooh, yeah, yeah. So, on this episode, <laughs> so I think I want to like wrap this up with a survival tip. I want to say like, trust me when I say moving on and getting to that comfortable step is not easy. Uh, and I think the first step is if you're not getting a closure with this ex, getting closure with yourself and then meeting again later on. And seeing that connection is really well. And if you truly just admire them and respect them as a person and who they are and not what they do for you. And so when I say that, I'm thinking if you can list out 10 qualities of why you admire them that don't affect you. Like, oh, they make me laugh. That, that, is, that is affecting you. Mm-hmm. Like, if you can write out 10 things of why you admire them as a person, I think that that is a clear indication of you can be friends with them because it's not for your benefit. It's because you genuinely enjoy the connection you have with this person and take the time that you need, that you both need to romantically fall out of love with each other to then have a healthy platonic relationship. And like I said, if you can stomach saying them with somebody else, then I think that's a clear indication that you can be friends with them. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. Oh, 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 oh